Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Korea Startup Podcast. Today, we have a really exciting episode. We are, we are going to talk about EV tolls. Uh, for the ones who don't know what an EV toll is, it's basically an electric aircraft. There are two types of EV tolls. It can be a hybrid, so it's like a mix between electrical and normal fuel, and full electric. Today, we're going to focus on hybrid ones because it's the ones that Plana, the startup that we're going to feature today, is developing. So we invited Minjoon An, who is the COO and CSO of this uh, amazing startup based in South Korea and is the only startup in South Korea that is developing this type of aircraft. We're going to talk about many different things. We're going to talk about the market, the main players globally. We're going to talk about the benefits of these aircraft over other type of aircraft. We are going to talk as well about how to raise investment in this type of hardware companies who don't plan to get any invoice in like three or four years. We're also going to talk about the challenges that this industry has and also the projections as it is going to really, really increase in the future. I really hope you enjoy. This episode is great for people who are starting a, maybe a hardware startup or even like an EVTOL startup, if that's the case. So I really hope you enjoy and you learn from it. And really, Minjon is super, super knowledgeable in this topic and we learn a lot from him. So really, really hope you enjoy. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of Korea Startup Podcast. Today we are with Laida. Hello. And also we are with Minjon. Hello. He's the COO and the CSO of Plana. And he's going to come to tell us a bit more about his company and the market of EB tolls uh, globally and especially in Korea. So maybe we can start talking a bit about you, your background. What did you study? What did you work on? All right. So uh, basically I studied in Japan for a long time. So for my undergraduate and also my master. So I majored in electronics, especially uh, in uh, designing electronic circuits, such as, you know, the chips mm -hmm. itself. Mm. So I came back to Korea on 2013 and uh, eventually went to LG Electronics to design the silicon chips. So I was uh, in charge of developing whole new, you know, market for uh, image sensor, which is, which is called like CIS. So it's all go into like in those uh, laptops and also in mobile phones and etc. So actually, I was uh, in uh, Silicon Valley Bay Area for one year for that project, mm -hmm. and uh, thought like the potential of startup is huge, so huge that actually I was very attracted. And, uh, but I was uh, willing to develop this new business, so I kept uh, working in LG Electronics, but eventually this project has shut down, mm -hmm. so I decided to go to the next stage, which was uh, building my own company. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, actually I need, needed to start my own company uh, as soon as possible, but I was a bit afraid that I should know more about this strategy. So I changed my career into strategist. So I went to a consulting firm uh, called Arthur D. Little. So it's a strategy consulting firm. So, uh, so in there, I learned a little bit about strategy, but felt like uh, it was a lot, not like lively strategy. Mm. So I decided to go into the startup scene myself. So I went to several startups doing some strategies and also some investment thing. And I eventually co-founded a battery material startup with my 
colleague. Uh, it was called Beterial, right? Yeah, it does called Beterial. It does exist at the moment, or it's already shut down? No, it's it's going on. It's going on. Yeah, okay. it's going on, and it, he's doing good. Mm -hmm. uh, my co-founder is doing good, but uh, I had several uh, disagreement with him. So in developing business, the way of developing business. Mm. So I was more like uh, actively developing, but he was like doing what do you say one by one. So a little mm. bit slow. So mm. I decided to do all thing by myself. I tried to, but realized that doing alone cannot do a bigger thing. So I started my startup career to actually change the world, mm -hmm. but it was very hard to change the world by alone. Hmm. So in that sense, I was looking for some other chance. Uh, and uh, actually, my co-founder, Brandon, was, uh, I'll explain more about him af afterwards, but mm -hmm. uh, he is actually my senior in uh, Japan University, which is called Nagoya University. He was your senior? Yeah, ah, he was so my cool. senior. So uh -huh. we, we know each other, and actually we had, uh, we spent a lot of time playing together. Mm -hmm. uh, playing play play what? what? Uh, you know, just drinking, ah, and okay. all, all those <laughs> kinds of stuff. So, so <laughs> we knew each other. We knew each other's actually characteristic, but we we have never uh, worked together before. Mm -hmm. So it was actually challenging, challenging for me to start with him because I had an argument the, with the previous, previous one. one. Hmm. So I took like a four or five months to decide. <laughs> wow. And eventually uh, <laughs> I started like, okay, this is startup, we should start. Uh -huh. So uh, we started like uh, May of uh, 2021 mm -hmm. and I uh, founded this planner on 2021 uh, of July. Uh -huh. I think it's a really huge learning that it's really uh -huh. difficult to be alone and make an exactly. impact. But it's true yeah. that sometimes working with people is really diff difficult. So yes. there's yes. like a middle point there that everyone yes. has to experiment. Yeah. And how is it going so far? Now are you happy that you took the decision to work with him? Yeah, I realized a lot because uh, things does not, you know, things do not go the way exactly what I think. Mm -hmm. So I need to rethink and agree with more like logical way or, you know, to respect someone with his thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think I was uh, lacking in those you know, aspects on previous one. So I'm pretty happy now. I can do what I think and I can uh, let my co-founder do what he think. And we can uh, mm -hmm. you know, agree with each other. So and that's it, a cool thing. In your opinion, what's the key to be able to work together efficiently? I think it's the respect and uh, we should have clear, you know, area of mm. uh, who takes in charge. So which is called like uh, role and responsibilities. But I don't want to uh, raise that word because it's it's like uh, distinguishing too, you know, mm. um, what do you say? Too firmly. So we can have gray zone, but we can have we should have the area of each own, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the key, and uh, we should respect each other's area. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's the key. And you explained that uh, you were studying engineer and suddenly you saw like a problem that you wanted to solve. So you mm-hmm. decided to start studying business. Mm-hmm. So we see more or less why did you start with the business, but where does it come your passion for engineer? Uh, so that goes back to my high school ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I was interested in physics. So I wanted to be like physicist, but actually I realized I was uh, more about interested in somewhat applications. Mm-hmm. W- uh, what I mean is not the theoretical one, I just wanted more practical one. So I decided to go to electronics mm-hmm. uh, and I found out that I was eager to, you know, to learn more about our practical lives. So engineering can have, can solve like uh, how these electronics or devices working, but eventually it goes to like people's, you know, humans' mind and behavior. Mm-hmm. All things are made by human, it's run by human. So I think I was interested in more about that. So more bigger picture. Okay. Yeah. And also I see that you really wanted to make a difference in the world and like change mm-hmm. some things. Yeah. So making like starting to build a startup about EV tolls mm-hmm. is not an easy thing. It's not something that you start from one day to another, maybe a yeah. software that you can do a prototype <laughs> fast. No, it's something that requires a lot of commitment and mm-hmm. years and years. Yes. So when was the moment in which you said, okay, I want to do this because what's your mission? Like what's something that drives your energy to work on this? So I was uh, interested in our lifestyles. So also in lifestyles, the mobility is the very key things. Mm -hmm. So I was actually, uh, you know, I was very, what do you say, uh, inspired by the autonomous car. So I thought autonomous car will come sooner or later, like 2030s or 25s, but I don't think it will come that soon. Mm -hmm. So I was very, you know, uh, interested in changing lives about with this mobility. So I, I like actually the Ford. Ford changed our lives hugely, mm-hmm. impacted our life cycle, our life circle becomes larger and uh, to go like uh, one day trip very further than at, it was usual. So uh, I thought this EV talk can change our lives very uh, what do you say? Totally differently. So mm-hmm. it can change our daily travel, go further than a usual car. So it can enlarge our life circle, the daily life circle as a, a very, uh, very big. So I thought we can go to like Busan uh, or uh, or any other places in just one day trip. Mm-hmm. So that could uh, hugely impact. And I thought it can be feasible. Hmm. So we need to do a lot of things. We need to uh, solve regulations. We need to develop a technology. But the thing is there because electric car became true. So I thought electric uh, airplane can Mm -hmm. be a truth too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think you are touching one of the most valuable things if, in life, if not the, the most valuable, that is time. Mm -hmm. And in this nowadays that everyone is rushing everywhere and time is mm -hmm. so valuable, yeah. I think it's such an important thing to do. Uh, maybe because I think we jumped uh, a little bit fast without explaining what is Plana specifically. Mm -hmm. Can you do like a description of what's Plana? Yeah, Plana is uh, founded to develop this EV tall, uh, which is electric vertical takeoff and landing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think it's called like advanced air mobility by NASA in, in the US, but I think it's the third generation of uh, of uh, aircraft. Mm -hmm. So the first generation was controllable aircraft uh, invented by Wright Brothers. And the second generation was jet airplane, uh, which had jet engine to the airplane. And this mm -hmm. third, ge third generation or third era is currently occurring, but not uh, many had succeeded. But it's it's an ongoing innovation in aviation industry. So mm -hmm. it's a uh, keyword this electrification. So engine is becoming uh, uh, electric engine from jet engine. So we thought this electric engine will give a huge impact. And we thought conventional uh, aviation industry cannot uh, afford this speed of change. So uh, the startups like us can have, you know, benefits of, you know, developing speed. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason we founded startup. But uh, it's a very difficult industry because it needs a huge amount of money and it needs uh, various, you know, experienced people from all around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but we managed to uh, make it, the people. So we think we can be able to develop it successfully. Mm -hmm. So we believe it, and uh, we can give a huge impact on this air mobility, and also in this mobility, uh, you know, uh, yeah. life. Yeah, yeah and apart is. from the speed and time-saving impact, is the environmental impact something that also drives you or motivates uh, Plana itself to develop something more environmental, like, eco-friendly somehow. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so electrification means actually changing everything to electric, mm -hmm. so which means it can uh, impact on uh, cutting out the carbon emission itself. So we actually plan out the most uh, differentiated thing is the hybrid power system. So we think electrification is the key, but we don't think it's, we think it's not enough to uh, make an aircraft fly. So we think hybrid system is essential. Mm -hmm. So we cannot cut off 100% of carbon emission, but compared to helicopters, we can cut off at least 90% of carbon emission mm -hmm. and we can uh, impact the, you know, social, uh, environmental mm -hmm. uh, effect. Yeah. So yours is a hybrid eVTOL, right? Mm -hmm. And what are the applications of this? Uh, one, I think you were mentioning a lot, like uh -huh. the taxi mobility. Yeah. There are also some cargo applications, mm -hmm. some maybe military applications. Yeah. Can you explain us a little bit more all those different approaches? So actually that uh, that is linked to our business model. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, our business model is to be a manufacturer. Yeah. So we will provide our aircraft to the operators on their demands. So uh, we can have potential customers as uh, passengers or cargo application and also uh, special purposes uh, such as military or medivac or some surveillance uh, applications. So. Uh, in passenger, we think uh, airliners or helicopter operators or private jet operators can be our uh, potential customers. And in cargo, you know, cargo company can be our customers. So we will not strictly uh, limit our uh, application. Mm -hmm. We think uh, we can have various way of, you know, uh, delivering our aircraft to several applications. So I think... Uh, you know, interesting application will come out. Yeah. The applications that we have never imagined right now, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a relatively cheaper aircraft compared to, you know, jet airliner. Mm -hmm. So we can have much uh, lower hurdle to be an operator. So I think that fair, you know, uh, something interesting Thing will happen if this vehicle is developed. Mm -hmm. I think one interesting fact about taxi uh, helicopters is that already exist. Mm -hmm. It's something that I, I, I didn't know before <laughs> when mm -hmm. I started researching. I realized there's one company that is called Blade, and yeah. they operate in, in New York. Yes. But I was reading a bit about their numbers, and they are not profitable at all. And mm -hmm. they don't have that many customers because it's really expensive. And also, like you need a specific landing places and everything. So, how do you think these EVTOs will differentiate from those helicopters and actually make it better? So, we have four main uh, different things compared to helicopters. So, first one is safety. Mm -hmm. Second thing is noise, and third thing is efficiency, and the last thing is the uh, eco impact. So regarding safety, uh, we, we are saying that it's much safer than helicopter because we will follow the uh, certification rule of those of jet airliners. So our safety will be uh, almost same with the jet airliners, mm -hmm. which is a uh, thousand times safer than helicopter. Wow. And uh, regarding efficiency, we have a wing. So we, we spend uh, almost uh, about one-fifth time of fuel that helicopters use mm -hmm. if we go like the same distance with wow. same payload. So we think we can have uh, those merit to be more profitable than helicopters. And of course, the most important thing is noise. Yeah. Uh, Especially in urban areas. Yes. So we can ride uh, this EVTOL very easily from, you know, uh, mm -hmm. from surrounding area. But you cannot ride helicopters yeah. in that way. Because in Korea, it's a strictly, you know, limited market capacitance. Because we just have 150 vehicles in whole Korea. Uh -huh. So it's very, very expensive. And even if you use it, you should bear like all the com complaints that yeah. is coming from, you know, neighbors. Yeah. 
So unlike Sao Paulo <clears throat> in Brazil, the helicopter market is very limited throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But in New York, they tried to do the helicopter you know, shuttle services in 1950s or 60s. Wow. And they had a critical uh, failure. So several died with accidents. So and then it, you know, yep. broke up, broke up. So we think safety is the major issue that helicopters cannot be, you know, widely spread. So our target is to replace helicopter and make uh, make it like uh, easier for public to use it. Mm-hmm. And related to expenses, like how much does it cost to op- like operate with a EVTOL um, comparing to yeah. a yeah. helicopter? So I cannot give the exact number, mm-hmm. but uh, the most of the price of operating helicopters comes from the maintenance cost. Okay. So they have very sophisticated uh, mechanical parts that should be replaced or repaired like 100 uh, flying hours or 10 flying hours. But uh, EVTOL has electrified, you know, mm. component, which significantly reduce the maintenance cost. Yeah, because you can like take them and put another one. You yes. don't have to modify everything, yes, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, in that yeah. sense, so fuel is less than helicopters. Maintenance cost is less than yes. helicopters. So we think we can uh, reduce up to like 110 or 150 times than wow. uh, cost of that helicopter. So helicopter, the price itself, the vehicle price itself will be slightly higher than helicopter, but operation cost will be very, very fair enough. Yeah, I think to similar to electric cars nowadays. Yes, now, exactly. like the first investment is a little bit higher, but then you compensate in the future. Yes. And those are the benefits, but I, I believe there are also some bad parts or challenges that mm-hmm. you will have to confront. For example, I heard that uh, to train a pilot is not the same to like drive a helicopter or drive an EVTOL. No. So how will it be? I guess, of course, uh, it's not that developed, so still you don't know a lot, but what are your opinion about that? So you are exactly right. It will depend on the, uh, the level of automation. So it is called autopilot, so it already exists, but uh, the level of autopilot will hugely impact the difficulty of pilot license. Mm-hmm. So we are working on that. We think uh, we already know the cost of pilot is almost one fourth or one third ratio of you know operation cost. So it is very important to make it easier and easier. Mm-hmm. And we are working on it. And uh, it's not right time for me to yeah. say it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking right now because the, before you were mentioning like autonomous cars, mm-hmm. is it possible that in a future these EVTOLs are 100% autonomous? Yeah, I think it will b- become 100% autonomous mm-hmm. in 2050. 2050. <laughs> How do you estimate those dates? Like, <laughs> yes. So we don't think uh, we don't think it will come in 2030s. And uh, it's too soon, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's too soon because our commercialization target is 2028. Mm. So developing an aircraft is very, very long pro- pros- process. Yeah. So we don't think 2030s are uh, right timing. 
And uh, we don't think 20, I don't think 2040 is right time because <laughs> the cars are not, you know, good enough yeah. to mm. be 100% autonomous. autonomous. And uh, in the air, it's more difficult. Is it? Because I believe that one of the problems of the car is that they have to have a lot of sensors because mm -hmm. there are many things coming. Mm -hmm. But in the, the air, there is nothing, no. <laughs> so. but, but the problem is uh, in the case of emergency. Okay. Yeah, so the true. autonomous is not, you know, normal operation. It can be done. Yeah, you can be just done. stop the car. Yeah. And just stop the car <laughs> and you can, you know, get out, <laughs> easily get out. But in the air, in the em emergency cases, mm -hmm. I don't think it's uh, safe enough to ride an autonomous vehicle, mm -hmm. a flying vehicle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, regarding safety, I also read that uh, one of the keys is that normal helicopters have just one um, turbine, mm -hmm. is that the word? And uh, electric EVTOLs have many of them. So if one spoils or like breaks, <laughs> you still have other to compensate, no? Is that true? Yeah, that's true. So that is called redundancy in this aviation industry. So helicopter has just one big blade, one big rotor, but we have six, you know, rotors. Mm -hmm. So even if one rotor is uh, shut off, we can safely land on other okay. five, or we can just glide land in emergency cases. Okay. Yeah, because there are many pigeons all around, mm -hmm. and, and they can go into a turbine, and yeah, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So helicopters are. Actually, safe when engine is shut down uh -huh. because it auto rotates and goes uh, slowly to the surface. Okay. So we can we should consider many scenarios. So bird strike, you know, thunder strike, mm. or bad weather, or etc. Mm -hmm. So by 2028, there will be like a Plana EVTOL. Do you think? Like going around or? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope, I hope. Uh, but as an engineer, uh -huh. plan is the plan. <laughs> <laughs> there is always a delay. Uh -huh. yeah. I but was thinking, yeah. like, how much do you think it will cost to go on a plana EVTOL? Like, to fly? To fly, like just a ticket, maybe from Seoul to Jeju. Okay. <laughs> uh, the cost of the yes. passenger? Yeah. Uh -huh. So we we think we can uh, it it will be very different on the beginning stage and in the later stage. So we assume it is uh, fully you know scaled product production mm -hmm. and uh, all the costs become settled down. Then we can have twice price of uh, that of LCC uh -huh. mm -hmm. low cost carriers. So it can be like. Uh, <laughs> 300,000 one, I think. That's okay. expensive, no? I mean, <laughs> it is. This is not for, is. for students. Oh, of course. Of course. It's not like <laughs> taking a Ryanair in Europe. We just take a train and of that's course, it. We cannot afford that much. And <clears throat> <laughs> regarding this, like, certification and as this is a really new technology mm -hmm. i believe there are a lot of things to still develop and regulations that have to occur how does those regulations and new laws affect the technology development so uh, actually as a manufacturer side of view the certification is the most critical thing mm -hmm. 
So certification means uh, we have three kind of certification. So we have type certification, production certification, and finally we get airworthiness, you know, certification. So mm. uh, type certification means that this aircraft is uh, developed or designed uh, uh, safely, mm-hmm. so it can fly safely. And the production certification means it's made safely. And airworthiness uh, means it can fly safely. Okay. So that's the, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in certification, uh, it's uh, actually the history of blood. All those uh, accidents in, you know, the jet airliners and all, all those airplane accidents, even it was, it had an accident uh, just a week ago or a day ago. Oh, really? Yeah, in Nepal. Wow. So it falls because it flies. Yep. So 0% of accident rate is impossible. Mm. Yeah. So jet airliner says that they are uh, 10 to minus 9 times s- uh, safety. So which means uh, they should fly like... Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> the uh, engineer here so working. <laughs> is a mega, a giga. So this is billion. We're no, talking about billion. dollars. Yeah, no? one. So they should fly like one billion hours ah. to have one fatal accident. Okay. So that's the that's safety really safe. <laughs> safety of the plane airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are aiming for this, but in uh, order that. Okay, you are safe enough. Are certified with you know Federal Aviation Association, mm-hmm. which is FAA in US and EASA in Europe. So uh, this civil aviation industry are led by two you know two areas, mm-hmm. the US and the Europe. Okay, and uh, the rest cannot have you know, cannot establish new certification basis because they don't have enough experience. So we are uh, aiming to have uh, certification from FAA. Hmm. So, and uh, they are uh, actively working on this whole new certification basis. Mm -hmm. So uh, Joby Aviation, which Mm -hmm. is the leading company in this field, AV toll field uh, are struggling uh, means of compliances uh, for three years now. Wow. And uh, they are, uh, I think they will get it sooner or later, like end of this year or well, I think next year. So they will get their vehicles ready on 2026. Mm-hmm. So they got, they struggled a lot and they made these standards. So we can have yeah. benefit of... They, they open mm. the bus yeah. for you, no? Yeah. Mm. We can have benefit of fast following. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, mentioning, you will mention the US and Europe as the mm-hmm. two main places where you can get these certifications. Mm-hmm. Are those also the main, the main markets for these, uh, for these EV tolls? Because I heard that mm-hmm. the US is a good place for, because there are many islands, mm-hmm. and Europe because it's really eco-friendly and it has these two. Yes. And also, I don't know if you heard, but one week ago, no one week ago, one month ago, mm-hmm. 
France, a band or mm. little trips in plane. Yes, you, yes. If you can take a train, you have to take a train. So also how this will benefit the, the, the EVTOL market? So, yeah, exactly, you're right. We are uh, looking the US and the Europe as our first market. But I think we are getting a certification from the US first. I don't know, it's not fixed yet. US first, so uh, US market will be our first target. Uh -huh. And then go to Japan or Korea or Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. which has many islands. And also, I think uh, Europe, we can have benefits because as you mentioned, uh, the you know regional aircraft is all banned in France. Mm -hmm. And also, I think from Austria or, or I don't know about the Northern Europe, but I think they are very concerned with this carbon emissions. I think it will happen time to time. All the yeah. countries will start doing that. So we can have benefit on that because mm -hmm. our aircraft uh, is much eco-friendly in terms of carbon emission and also in terms of the altitude because we fly lower and also in terms of direct emission or indirect emission. So. Jet engine itself has a direct emission structure, mm -hmm. so it impacts uh, it, it, it impacts hugely on the you know environment. But our uh, engine is not for propulsion; it's for generating the electricity. So we can have uh, some filters or housings for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it does not go directly into the atmosphere. Well, that's great. Also, I would like to ask you, because as it is it's an hybrid um, eVTOL, mm -hmm. what are the differences between full electric and hybrid? The good parts and the bad parts, because as you were mentioning before, that mm -hmm. hybrids are much more efficient in terms of like distance and they yes. can travel and everything. But in terms of, for example, sustainability, is it is it a huge difference between hybrid and full electric? So development process is huge. Uh, very, very different because powertrain itself is the key of an, uh, of the mobility. Mm -hmm. So if this powertrain system is should be changed, then the aircraft should be developed from the beginning. So mm -hmm. it cannot just put an engine to an electric vehicle to be to become hybrid. Yeah. So which means uh, developing hybrid is very complex and, process, and yeah. uh, which means uh, the large, larger cost of development. Mm -hmm. So it's very complex and also it should uh, require more people and engineering, mm -hmm. uh, which increase the cost. So that's the, the merit. But the merit is that we think uh, hybrid is, uh, should be there because of the efficiency, but mm -hmm. because of the safety. Okay. Because we saw the limitations from the battery. Uh -huh. So battery, uh, which are which should be used for this eVTOL, is a lithium-ion battery, uh -huh. which is basically unstable material. Oh. Uh, as you see, like in this laptop or your mobile phones, you just charge it and just uh, discharge it and use it everyday life, uh -huh. right? But the, this uh, battery pack is very small, so it's, uh, you can just see if you full charge it, 
it swells because of the swelling force. It becomes oh. large because lithium ion should go into the cathode and cathode uh, expands as the lithium ion goes in. So it's a chemical electronic you know, mechanism. Mm -hmm. it, it's not you know, clearly defined. Okay. So it's, it's very uh, risky to use it over 80% of charge and it's very uh, life-consuming to use less than 20% of charge. Okay. So we have the safe, safe range. And uh, if you try to use safe, safer range in this eVTOL, then operation range should go less than 30 kilometers. So okay. we don't think 30 kilometers uh, are fair enough because, yeah. you know, Tesla is not the first electric car. Mm -hmm. There was uh, several electric cars before and even nine, you know, in the beginning of the 20th century, there was electric car, mm -hmm. but it did not succeed because of the efficiency, which means the range. Mm -hmm. So we think range is critical for this mobility solution. Mm -hmm. So this hybrid should be essential. Yeah, this thing of the batteries is a whole thing. Eh? Like in everything electrical is such a topic. I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think last week, and in Spain there is now one startup that they are doing electric cars and motorcycles, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they are making some batteries that you can like take take out and mm. put in, and you can also they are planning to be able to use them in their cars, in their motorcycles, in many different type of vehicles, the same battery, and that's just really cool. But yeah, this thing yeah. of the batteries. So is replaceable battery has its good thing, and it's but bad the thing. bad thing is this thermal management is not enough, mm. the replaceable means. Because, you know, thermal management means the battery pack or cell should be closely uh, linked to its thermal management system, which means you cannot replace it mm. easily. So uh, in the airplane, the thermal management is <laughs> very critical because <laughs> of, you know, cause of fire. Yeah. And related to the fuel that you're going to use in the hybrid part, mm -hmm. do you already know which type of fuel are you going to use? Is it going to be hydrogen or something? Uh, yeah, we are going to use SAF, which is sustainable aviation fuel, ah, okay. which is the, you know, not the jet A fuel. It's a biofuel made for like eco-friendly purposes. Uh, yeah, right. purposes. Uh -huh. So we are, our primary target will be SAF. And uh, for, you know, for the uh, aspects, we considering of using hydrogen also, and also about LNG, which mm -hmm. is liquefied uh, natural gas, because it's uh, not the propulsion, it's for generating electricity. Mm -hmm. So we can have uh, options for these fuels, but we don't want to say like we can use hybrid because Using hybrid is totally different problem. We should, you know, establish the uh, infrastructure. We we should produce hydrogen, but we don't think we can do that mm -hmm. by ourselves. So we should wait for the infrastructure, and we will get ready. Before going uh, to some questions about the market, I mm -hmm. forgot to ask you before these regulations and new stuff that are popping up all the time. How does it? Apart from affecting the development, 
But for example, if you're developing a planner uh, mm. and you don't really know if that's if you have already the whole plan of planner, probably you will be iterating and changing some things. Each time you change something, you have to again get the certification or how does it work? If you change some part of the technology mm-hmm. after getting certifi- certified, you have to again get, get the certification? Yeah, exactly, you're right. Okay. So uh, I think that will depends on the you know amount of change. Mm, yeah. So we need a close communication with those authorities mm. that it should undergo wholly new processes or just amend some, yeah. you know, some things. Mm. Yeah, because I believe if like if you now start doing the the certification, you will change many things until 2026, for example. Yeah, so exactly. you will have to be updating and updating everything. Yes, you know? yes. So mm. once we get certified until 2028. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we should we should not change, change. it because if we want to change it, it means the whole <sighs> new processes. Uh-huh. From the from that, it will take like three or four years oh, wow. to get certified. Okay. So developing aircraft is a time-consuming <laughs> process because yes. of the certification. Yes, yes. Just just developing a vehicle that flies is not <laughs> not that difficult, but uh, getting assurance that it's safe enough to put people inside it yeah. it's very difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> so we think we can have benefits from that because uh, on 2026 when Joby uh, does it their uh, first commercialization they will think about second generation of hybrid model mm. we think but <laughs> from that jo- Joby is making your day eh? <laughs> But from then, uh, they will take time yeah. to make second model. I think they will do it now, but they should focus on one thing. <laughs> That's a startup. Are so. you proactively talking to them? Like, do you have a good relation or you don't talk? Uh, we don't have yet. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to? Yeah, I would like to because I think uh, they are potential customers for us too. Ah, really? Customers? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. because uh, Joby is uh, interested in operations, Uh not uh, providing the vehicle itself. Ah, okay, services. Yeah, services. Mm -hmm. I get it. So they can use our vehicles too for (laughs) that. Joby, if you are listening to this podcast, call us. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it's a whole competition, actually, Uh because Mm -hmm. this is very in a whole new industry and uh, there should be several models of aircraft to operate safely. Yeah. So we think we can have some alliances with other manufacturers as well. Hmm. So that will be our goal like in two or three years mm-hmm. uh, so that we can uh, raise some voices of our you know, requirements to every government or some society. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And in terms of market value, how big is the market nowadays? Of, I guess it depends, no? Like mm-hmm. from one side you have the taxi air market and different markets, but globally in Evito's market, how big is it? So we can, you know, divide it into three parts. So the part of manufacturers. So it can be calculated as uh, the vehicle itself. Mm-hmm. So how many vehicles that this whole world will be needed. And second one will be operations that Jobies are targeting for. Uh, 
or, or airliners, and the third one will be infrastructure providers. Mm -hmm. So with this three, uh, Morgan Stanley estimated 2040 market as $1 trillion. So, and uh, we think uh, they underestimated the part of manufacturers. Uh -huh. So we think uh, it will be bigger than one third of one trillion in 2040s because we think uh, at least thousands of vehicles are needed for one city operation. Mm -hmm. Because uh, on in daily life, you know, travel. Uh -huh. So it's whole new industry. So we don't know exactly what market size will be, but even. Uh, we think uh, the limitation will come from our manufacturing capacity. Okay. So it will be limited by our manufacturing capacity, which will be uh, several thousands in the beginning. Uh -huh. And which is the leading country in this industry? And especially, I would like to know more about Korea, especially. How is it? Okay. Uh, let me first go through the leading company, which mm -hmm. is the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So they are very interested in this uh, whole electric aircraft. So they are doing several projects. And NASA and uh, also the uh, Naval, the Army is uh, doing some projects with this, uh, regarding this mm -hmm. uh, technology. And also Europe is also a leading company, France or German. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I rarely hear about Spain, but yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think so. And uh, <laughs> in Korea, actually, so we should distinguish uh, this multi-copter type to the airplane type. Mm -hmm. So we don't think multi-copter type can be a major one because of the efficiency. So we just think about drones, right? The small ones. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So it it it's uh, it can be possible if it becomes bigger then you can carry a people. Like mm -hmm. this. Yeah, yes. but <laughs> there are some of them already doing yes, that. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So uh, in Korea, <laughs> almost every company are doing in those types because it's much easier and it's uh, much feasible for small companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we don't think that will succeed in this commercial market. Yeah. They can do their best in hobby or some special yeah. purposes. We don't think more in, more in cargo as well, no? In cargo market. Yeah, in cargo market. But we don't think that can carry a passenger. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because of the efficiency and also because of the certification. Mm -hmm. And Korea, in terms of production, uh, production wise, does it have a lot of companies and like a good infrastructure and industry here? No, not, not actually. Because uh, civil aviation is not you know, prospered in this country because mm -hmm. we've never made an aircraft by ourselves. So there's no big industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just have some on military purposes. So it's like a desert, but we think it's a chance to uh, become a country who developed this civil aviation aircraft. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, innovation era. So this country which did not, which could not develop this aircraft can yeah. hmm. become 
Yeah. Okay. Also, we have that. seen that there are some movements from the government. Mm -hmm. uh, there is one program that is called KUAM, yes. mm -hmm. a Grand Challenge, I think. How is that benefiting this industry? And do you know about it? So, uh, as I told before, uh, this industry is comprised of three main parts, manufacturer, operator, and infrastructure provider. Mm -hmm. uh, but in Korea, it's rather focus is gone to operators and infrastructure providers, not manufacturers. Because, uh, because there is very small amount of company. Actually, in airplane type, we are the unique and the first startup in Korea. Mm. We have other big conglomerates like Hanwha or Hyundai doing mm. this. But as a startup, we are the first and we are the unique. Wow. But in the types of quadrupter, which is drone, mm -hmm. uh, there are five or six companies, mm. but uh, they are not joining this KUEM Grand Challenge for this year. Uh -huh because uh, we have CARI, which is Korean Aerospace Research uh, Institute. So that's, uh, that's a main uh, institute that is taking charge of this KUEM challenge. Uh -huh. uh, they won't let the drone company to do this okay. because it's totally different. Yeah. So we are the uh, only Korean company to go in there, Korean startup to go in there. So we think it's our chance, but which means it's very difficult to develop an aircraft. Yeah. Hmm. Also talking about that, there are some, you were mentioning Joby Aviation. They have, they have made a partnership with SK Telecom. Yes. And I believe they are planning to launch here in Korea in 2026, 2025? 2026, because uh -huh. they, uh, officially delayed their commercialization plan on 2026. Mm -hmm. So actually that's a good thing for you, you know, because if they are here yes, and they is. have services, you will be able to sell them. Yes, it is. Uh -huh. But uh, I strongly hope Joby to do a good job <laughs> to gather <laughs> yes. public's, you know, interest and, you know, investors' mm. interest. Yeah, I think it's a really delicate company because as you were mentioning, if there is any accident, the trust, mm goes yes. completely down. Exactly. That's the uh, main risk, of risk that we have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think the accident. That is why actually uh, Joby is not doing their manned uh, flight test. Because they are scared that it will something happen. Mm. Yes, yeah. in case. Uh-huh. And what is your main differentiator between Plana and other startups around the world that are doing similar things? So actually, there are few startups doing uh, the exact similar things mm -hmm. that we do, the hybrid EBITOL that goes up to like 500 kilometers in range. There are actually four or five startups around the world. But during those, among them, we are the biggest. Uh -huh. And we think we are the fastest. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm, that's good. That's yeah, good. that's good. So we founded like a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. but we gather like 60 people from all around the world now. We have 50 engineers, which is very, uh, you know, impressive yeah. speed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
and are good engineers with like a good career interested in this project? Mm -hmm. They are like, is it something that they were really wanted to work with you? Like, do they trust in the project? Uh, our engineers? Yeah, because sometimes it's really difficult for startups to get good engineers. Yeah. So in aviation industry, the configuration, which is the uh, outfit of an aircraft, mm -hmm. is, is totally related to its performance. So which means the aircraft engineer sees the configuration. They have an idea of whether it's feasible or not. Uh -huh. mm. So they are in highly interested on our project because that's the reason they are joining us. So mm. they think it's the feasible and uh, it's more reliable because it's hybrid. Uh -huh. So that's the main reason. And uh, uh, the people from competitors are uh, starting to applying us. So I think that's a very good news. Also, I believe it's a really exciting and challenging th way to take no more than just working at a big company. This mm -hmm. is a really exciting yeah, exactly. thing to work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we've got a lot of things to do, so uh, engineers can do whatever they want. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. they should do more than they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe going a bit about the investment, mm -hmm. you raised 10 million. Uh, yeah. It wasn't that far away. No, like, w when did you raise the 10 million? It was last September. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So we closed our uh, round on September 30th, and it was uh, around 10 million. Mm -hmm. but, and uh, we are going to spend it for uh, establish our facility. So we established our facility in Ichan, which is one hour drive from here. And uh, we d are developing and manufacturing our scaled prototype. Uh -huh. So scaled prototype will be one-fifth model. Mm -hmm. So it will make its first flight in a couple of months. I think oh, it will be so March cute. or April. Will it be here in Korea? Like, can, can yeah, I go to in, see it flying? It's in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I would love to go to see it flying. Yeah, sure. It would be amazing, yes. And 10 million sounds a lot of money, but when you when you think about uh, uh, the, all the things that you have to do, it doesn't sound that much money. So how <laughs> much can you do actually with 10 million? And when do you need more money? So yeah. with 10 million, we can just establish and make a team. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So we, well, yeah. so we need to raise uh, our uh, more money mm -hmm. uh, in this year. Uh -huh. So uh, with our first flight, it will have impact on this market. So we think it's uh, better to raise from March or April after mm -hmm. its first flight. We want to secure it like uh, within first half. And how much money are you seeking to raise? Yeah. Uh, so it depends on the projects that we are doing for this money, so uh -huh. that money. So we we are aiming to, you know, commercialize. You get certified until 2028. Mm -hmm. So we need actually a full-scale prototype until 2025. Wow. But uh, to secure the money for developing prototype, and manufacturing for prototype is very huge amount of money. Yeah, so I, I think it's impossible to secure that amount. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we we broke it up into several parts. Okay. So we have 
two, two or three ground test bench, mm -hmm. uh, which one, one will be the flying Ironbird. So configuration will not be made. So its outfit will be just like irons, like, mm -hmm. you know, wires and, yeah. you know, pipes. And, but it will actually fly. Okay. So we can... Uh, yeah, show. Yeah, show the whole system is working right. And uh, we will have one single tilt rotor system, mm -hmm. which will have its rail or it can be tested on the truck so that we should see its effect when it's flying. Okay. So we will have those two projects and also Paltrain system validation uh, test bench on the ground. And we will uh, make preliminary design review of the full-scale prototype. So this will cost about uh, 50 to 70 million. Wow. So that's, that will be our amount of money. Okay. So it's huge. Yeah. yeah, and I believe they're gonna huge. get really, mm, I don't know in English, dil diluted? Uh, diluted. Diluted, a lot, no? Because if you need that, that yeah. amount of money, it's gonna be crazy. So, we actually don't care about dilution because okay. mm. uh, this the size of company will become very yeah. large. Mm -hmm. So, we just need to secure, you know, the shares that we, sh we can control our company. Yeah. So yeah, a little piece of a big cake. No? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we need to make it big <laughs> because we need our vehicle to fly. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, and I think these type of industries are really difficult to start, but whenever they get the trust, they boom. Yeah, so exactly. That's the moment where you, with, with your 5%, you will be the richest man. In <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so this year will be actually the turning point. Uh -huh. If we secure this money, then we are ready to make a big one, so which can get trust from the market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this round is very important. And talking about the round, because uh, I believe that in many other startups, there are some things that you look at when investing, like traction, how many customers do you have. But mm -hmm. for hardware companies in general, the ones that need a lot of time to develop, mm -hmm. how is your approach when searching for investment and what is the value that the investors see on you? So uh, our basic strategy is to show this scaled one flying actually in front of the investor's eye, which will you know change their mind. Wow, it's yeah. flying. <laughs> and uh, our second approach is to show our, you know, fast progress, this, this team building yeah. and team words that developed our scale prototype. And then convince that we can have profitable aircraft, which mm -hmm. can make profit in 2025, because it, we can have foreign models then. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. So someone will believe it, someone will not. <laughs> and what are the main milestones that you put for the next round? Like, what did you promise in this first round that you're going to have for next round? So we are mainly doing, we are not doing business right now, actually. Mm -hmm. So we promised them to develop, uh, to uh, do our finish our milestones on development. So that's our uh, basic promise. Mm -hmm. So our basic promise of previous one was to make scaled one and make it fly. Okay. So we will do that. And in this round, as I told, we have three 
major ground uh, test bench yeah. and one uh, one preliminary design review, which is uh, a bunch of you know documents. Yeah. So we should make uh, make it easier and easier for investors to look for it mm-hmm. to uh, ensure them that okay these guys are doing their best and doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. And the major key thing will be the the real full size is yes, fine. Yes, seeing that, yes. Yeah. But even, you know, even vertical aerospace, which is, uh, you know, a UK startup that is listed in Nasdaq, mm-hmm. could not show their full-scale product flying. So it's very, very important, uh, difficult milestone to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, once we do that, we are trustful enough. Yeah, trustful yeah. enough to be listed also. Mm-hmm. So our plan is to be listed on 2025 or 2026 okay. to secure money for certification and production. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. will be very huge. Wow. Yes. It should be. <laughs> Let's see how the mark the global market is in twenty twenty six. Yes, that's <laughs> why I'm I'm you know Yeah concerned, sh- no? like let's uh, see. <laughs> I'm uh, I want Joby to do their best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How is the Korean government helping you like financially? Is like is there any pools or so actually <coughs> uh, we are being very careful with the government because we don't have actual you know vehicles right now yeah. so it's our time to focus on development not uh, solving the regulation okay. so we'll i will we will let others like operators or skt to solve the regulation problem but we will have some several partnerships doing co-development of our vehicle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I think you mentioned before that the main the main thing of all of this is the certification. Yes. But what else is your main challenge? Technological development mm-hmm. is also our main challenge. Is there something specific that, for example, like the battery maybe, or like something of the... So, so this is like a total art. So uh-huh. one thing should not miss. So that's, that's the very difficult part of an aircraft so it cannot fly like without software or a little piece of electronics or some control uh, algorithm or Hmm. etc so we should develop the critical thing inside and uh, we should have several iterations very fast Mm -hmm. so building that you know chain is very critical for us so that's the thing we are focusing right now. Mm-hmm. So that's our challenge. Okay. And uh, also the suppliers. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, it's basically we are the OEMs like uh, Hyundai or you know, Ford or mm-hmm. GM. So we buy the component and make, uh, do the final assembly in Plana and mm-hmm. all the system integrations mm-hmm. to be done. So we should know very exactly about the component and uh, we should make our suppliers to supply those components uh, successfully. Mm-hmm. So those will be our key part. 
Great. Yeah. Now we have some like final silly questions. Uh, <laughs> well, they're not that silly. It depends. So the first one would be, what is the best advice that you have ever received? Best advice. So the best advice I just now remember is uh, to be honest, mm -hmm. to make our credibility you know, uh, high mm. so that we should not tell uh, the things that we do not really know. So I really try to talk about what I know and uh, try to avoid what I, I don't know. So that's the, I think that's the most critical advice that I have mm -hmm. ever heard right now. And what is your proudest moment in your whole career? I think it's not yet come. Well, but so far. So far? I mean, for sure there are some, no? So far? So, uh, so a half year ago, it was our first anniversary. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually we had an event uh, last week. So, so since we started like two or three people just gathering in some, you know, co-working space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, last week I was speaking in front of like 60 people. So actually I was very impressed and also, you know, moved or I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. I think it will yet to it come. It will come, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. always, always. You always, have to improve yourself always, <laughs> yeah. yes. And nice. maybe this is a really, uh, this is a silly question. What's your most annoying habit? Annoying habit? Yeah, you know, something that you are doing all days and you're like, fuck, what am I doing this? For ah. example, me, I, I'm always like doing like this all day. All day, all day. <laughs> this is a super annoying habit. Do you have something? Something that you want to change. Yes. I want to change. Maybe uh, not, maybe. I, wa I want to change yeah. my sitting, what do you say? Ah, me too. Position? Yeah, yeah, position, because I have back pain. <laughs> I, I have back pain right now, uh -huh. so I want to change it. But, you know, being concentrated, like, makes me, like, do like yeah, this. Yeah, that's so right. It's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And then the last question would be, what is your main source of learning? Uh, it can be podcasts, it can be books, it can be talk to people. What is your main source of learning? And also, could you recommend one specific book, podcast, article for our audience? All right. So <laughs> my main source will be uh, is books. Mm -hmm. I actually, I, I don't actually like re reading books, but I like buying books. <laughs> so in order <laughs> to buy a, new I books. I friend that is the same as you. Yeah. In order to buy new books, I have to read, you know, some books. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. To be sincere to me. So, so yeah. I, I think this is the, the answer of the annoying habit. habit. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. So I actually try to read a lot. Uh, uh, my every, every year's target is like 100 books per year. But oh, yeah, God. it's never, never made it. I, mm. I just made it That's like once. a book for each three days. That's crazy. Yeah. So Oof. I, I ended up uh, 85 books uh, last year. So <coughs> I'm trying, trying to get my target, but it's very, you know, very challenging. Yeah. So 
I think that's the key. I try to read in various sources, hmm. like various uh, area. So that will be the key. But the books I've read recently is just the books of strategy and you know management and mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I rather say try to read the classics okay. first, like you know Dale Carnegie. You know uh, Warren Buffett and also uh, who's that? Uh, yeah, the big fishes, no? Yes, yes. Okay. So <laughs> I think reading those books can help a lot because being classic means there are several points that people are uh, impressed yeah. with, or or so I try to read. Book several times because every time I read, I can find a new, new thing. yeah, new thing mm-hmm. based on our my circumstances. So mm-hmm. I think okay. that's it. Thank you so much, Mignon, yeah. for this amazing talk. Thank I you. hope that we are gonna see Plana in the sky soon, <laughs> and that all the revelation that that Joby will open your path. You don't have to work a lot on yes. that. And really, thank you so much, and hope to see you soon. Thank you for calling me. <laughs> uh, it was a very enjoyable moment for me too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. I will invite you sure. on our first flight. Uh, well, yeah. I would love to see that. We <laughs> would love to see <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. okay. I hope this first <laughs> flight can. Sure. Thank sure. you so sure. much. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. If you want to keep updated on the Korea startup ecosystem, don't forget to follow us. And if you have any question or you would like to participate in one of our interviews, send us an email to koreastartuppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.